It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Ragland. And those are our names, sort of sing song. Oh, yeah. Hey, thank you guys for uh, downloading or uh, streaming our little podcast episode. Yeah, thanks for coming over. We really appreciate it. We missed you in the last week. Oh, that was incredibly awful and racist. Um, Wait, thank you guys. Racist? That wasn't a race of a person. Just a miniature lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> thank you guys. Uh, hopefully, you're still listening. And if you are, we've got a dandy of an episode Do for you. we ever. A fantastic guest uh, who uh, has signed uh, copies of a Weekend at Bernie's Hey-oh. on digital versatile disc. Yes. And you can win that said autographed copy if you leave a comment on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com, on the comment section for the podcast episode with your answer to the first question. And then the two winners will be put in a death match and one will emerge with the DVD. Yep. Very complicated, but it will work out. It okay. works out. Let me uh, tell you. We are completely listener-supported. Yep. Uh, we have a website, uh, popmyculturepodcast.com. There's a donate button there. And if you press it and then you give us some money, we'll be really happy. And some people have given us some money, so yes. uh, we'd like to thank them. And uh, Vanessa, I know you've been rapping and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a great rapper. And, yeah, you are. Okay. And and I really like Vanessa. Thank but you. But I really love Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. Okay, here we go. You know what, Brett? You're a really special guy, and there's somebody in Los Angeles, California, that wants to say thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, Brett, because every little bit really goes a long way. Here's hoping that you and your special someone have many more years of donations together. All right. Hey, Hayden, if you're out there tonight, I imagine it's a Misty, magical night for you, and your lady's thinking of you. Just so you know, it really helped what you did, and we're not going to forget that anytime soon. Francesca, my Italian lover, you're special, and there's something in your eyes that's, (laughs) well, it's magic. And I have a good friend named Cole who wrote into the show to say thank you to you, because you really made a difference in his week. And there's a little... Lightness step and a twinkle in his mouth. And finally, Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry, your ice cream is special, but your donation is even better. And there's someone out there waiting for you. You know where. You know who. We hope you're going to be there for her. And this one's for you. Vanessa. Well, that was sweet, Vanessa. Thank you. Thanks so much Those for that. Those are all letters. Yep. And when I say we're completely listener-supported... You mean mostly. I just lied. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are mostly listener-supported, but we have a fabulous sponsor who uh, came aboard our last episode. Uh, we are sponsored by Tonks.org, which is a subscription coffee service, and it is seriously the best coffee in the whole wide world. They work with different growers and farmers, and they actually have relationships with all these people. And every batch they send, which comes every two weeks, is new coffee from a different farm. You get the information about it, and they send it the day that they roast it, and you're drinking it the next day. It's the freshest, most delicious coffee. I'm drinking a huge mug of it out of my superhero mug right now, and it's 
Keeping me going. Yeah, Tonks, it keeps you going. That's a cool subscription, right? I mean, you don't need your subscription to Guns and Ammo or Harper's yeah. Bazaar anymore. Let yeah. those go. Print's dead, right? Print is dead. Get online for that. You can't drink coffee on the internet. You could try, but it would be weird. It would be really weird. Oh, you can go and visit them at tonks.org. That's T-O-N-X dot O-R-G. And if you go backslash PMC, the letters P-M-C, um, you can subscribe from there. And that is cool because they know that you came from Pop My Culture. There you go. So uh, thanks to Tonks. And uh, thank you guys. And if you like the podcast. Which you must if you're listening, right? You just got to like us, right? I hope so. Uh Give us a review on iTunes. It's uh, it helps us to get more listeners and get featured and things like that. So uh, and it'll only take a second to do it, and it makes us feel good for weeks. But only if you like the podcast. Yeah. If you don't like the podcast, um, review of something you do like. Yeah. Or leave a shitty review for something on Amazon. There you go. Well, let's uh, let's get to our guest, shall we? I'm so uh, excited. He's so cute indeed. and so talented. Dreamy. <laughs> let's bring him out. Bring out the dreamboat. Our guest today, you know him from several things, Brighton Beach Memoirs, The Single Guy, Weekend at Bernie's 1 and 2. hey Jonathan Silverman is here. Hi, Jonathan Silverman. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And my apologies again. I know I was supposed to be on your show like in the late 60s, you know and yeah. I kept hiding and running away. It was away a hard time for everyone. Yeah. So it's been a process. Thank, thank you for A lot patience. of red tape, forms to fill out. Yeah, just well, to get me back in the country. Be, yeah. This was not easy. Immigration was tough. Very oh, difficult. Oh, man. Really they're hard. really cracking down. But yeah. it's worth it. Worth all. Oh, great. So, well, we just you. thought if we came in the house and tied you up, you would make it. And you did. And these so. wrist things are hurting. Oh, so. that's okay. No, no, no. We'll put Vaseline on them after the show. Can't okay. Wait. Thank just you. Just suffer through. Thank Here you. we go. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> He's already buckled into the chair. That's true. That's um, right, true. You got, let's start with the saddest news, and then we'll move on to happier news, and we'll get over it. Right. Steve Jobs. It's therapeutic. That's really What happened sad. to Steve Jobs? He got a new job. Oh, good for him. In heaven. Good for him. Oh. oh. Yes, yeah, I'm Jobs. staring at your, at your Apple logo right now. That's right. And look your at little all the thing on the, compu- on the computer, Yeah, and too. look at the iPad over there. Wow. Yeah. He was a good man. He was a good man. I, I've never seen such an outpouring of like support and grief and celebration of somebody's like life for somebody who was like a technical innovator. Right. Ever. I've never seen anything like that. It was kind of bizarre, but cool, you know? It was so nice. And all the Apple stores, did you pass any of them that had the sort of, what's it called? Post-it you- notes. Yeah, post-it notes. Flowers? No, not post-it notes, Cole. There are. There are post-it notes all over the um, Apple stores that people wrote to Steve what's Jobs. It, it starts with a V. Like, this is a of this person. Vagina? Yeah. Vagina? They had the huge <laughs> vaginas in honor of Steve Jobs. <laughs> really was is moving. The, is this the quiz part of the show? Yep. No. You got it. Excellent. You're doing I so win well. I win those, those are called iginas. <laughs> and, um, That's what might happen next. Who knows what's going down with Apple now? <laughs> is he that what the, the protector of the game? Is that what the iPhone's going to have next? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I would buy that uh, little app. Are you guys you getting the Siri? The next iPhone? Um, um, I don't have the current iPhone, but uh, but I believe I'm going to be purchasing the, the the new one only as peer pressure from my wife, who's oh. making me do it. Does she is she having she, one? She's 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 the one who makes me buy all the all the latest toys and stuff. And is I, she I, a gadget person? She's a very big gadget person. And honestly, before I met her. 
I was, you know, playing with the Betamaxes still, and the, the I'm not very savvy, so she's 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 figured out a whole new world for me. So I, I know this week she's making me buy that that fancy oh, new yeah. phone, or whenever it comes out. No, yeah, week. the pre-order has already yeah. happened, and yeah. it's coming out the 14th, I believe, or the 15th. Um, well, you were right so to play with Betamax. It was superior to VHS. Right, the quality. Just got the bum the rap. Quality. Sure Wait, did. I don't even Eight know tracks. what Betamax is. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Betamax and VHS were, were rival. They were rival formats. <laughs> they were. They were rival formats in the early '80s when VHS tapes came out. But they came out at the same time, and VHS caught on. Betamax didn't. Though Betamax technically had the better picture quality. Well, what about laser discs? They were later. Is that for back hair removal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gross. That sounds really painful. So far, I've brought up vaginas and, and, and back hair. You're on How's the right show. How's this going? Show. Is this no, good? This is, this is really good. good. Yeah, Fan, I haven't even hour? talked about poop yet. Keen. Sorry, everybody. Oh, yeah. It's spooky Halloween month. Yeah. We haven't even talked about that. This is our first spooky October episode, isn't it? Yes. Or do we have another... I don't think we've had any previous spooky episodes. <laughs> yeah, so let's tell ghost stories. Or it could be the spooky, just uh, Yom Kippur ended oh, version yeah. of the because that's funny times. Too. We had a crazy yeah. and kooky episode with the Adams family, but nothing <laughs> spooky so much <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Lurch, right? <laughs> I like the idea of somebody who's a stand-up that all his material is about the Adams Family. <laughs> Lurch, am I right, people? Whoa. Mic throw to the ground. That Good musical night. is still running on the great Broadway, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Forever. It's like I cats. haven't even seen it. I have... And what's hilarious either. about it is when it came something. out, it did not get good reviews. Right, and it's still and going. It's still cranking. God bless them. Yeah. Do, they, do they sing that song? We're creepy and we're spooky. I would hope so. Yeah. They must. I think they oh, sing it on a loop. Over and yeah, over, yeah, right? They built what the entire musical gonna... around it. Hey, you're on Broadway. You've been on there. I've, what's I've it like? done it. Um, Lights, grease paint. <laughs> is it truly a great white way? <laughs> it's, it's not even very white. It's, it's kind of gray. Um, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And, and uh, I was kind of spoiled because that was my first paying gig yeah. as, as an actor. You know what? Looking into your life, I got a little, yeah, I'll say it, suicidal. Um, <laughs> you've had some nice fortunes but smiling on your But I'm very grateful talent. and very humble. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but yes, I, I, I was graced early on. Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm very fortunate and very lucky. But, but How did uh, you do that? Because you were in L.A., I grew up in L.A., yeah. um, not far from where we're chatting right now, and um, uh, I went to a public school, uh, uh, school. Only a public school that has Angelina Jolie as a graduate and about 40 million other people. Um, yes, my classmates were people like Nicholas Coppola, who then changed his name to Cage or something yeah. like that. Oh, I've heard and, of that, dude. And, and uh, a dear pal of mine, David Schwimmer, and, <gasps> and uh, a, lot, a lot of Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Um, uh, Maria McKee, a lot of very talented I was people. looking through the alumni list and thinking, like, it's in the water, and I didn't get to drink that water. It's in the water, and it's also um, in this oil well, which is right on oh, Olympic Boulevard. This okay. is, by the way, this is a, a public school in Beverly Hills called Beverly Hills High School. It's on the south side of Beverly Hills, so a lot of poor kids go there too. Okay, mind you, sure. Including me. Yeah. I didn't even live in Beverly Hills. That's how poor we were. Um, but my dad <laughs> taught there, so I got that's to go the there. That's the worst. That's how poor I've heard. <laughs> we couldn't even afford the cheap rent. Um, we were a mile away from Beverly Hills. But, see? Uh, but because all my, not all my classmates, a number of my classmates were already somewhat professional yeah. actors at this point, um, we were doing a production of um, Midsummer Night's Dream, and I was Puck. And one of 
these kids had an agent that attended the performance, and this agent, in a sort of Broadway Danny Rose fashion, came up to me and said, Hey, kid! You're gonna be a star! star. (laughs) And I thought somebody was playing a a, a trick on me, and he turned out to be a legitimate agent. He was a a commercial agent, though, so he set me on, like, a Taco Bell or, you know, a a 7-Up commercial, which I didn't get, but they were having uh, replacements for Matthew Broderick in the play of Brighton Beach Memoirs, and... um, they were seeing everybody. There was even an ad in the LA Times, you know, if oh, you are wow. between the ages of 17 and 25. Uh, so I auditioned, and uh, about a series of seven or eight callbacks later, I, I finally got to meet Neil Simon himself, and mm. he sent me off to New York the next That's morning. That's a pretty tough story. I'm sorry about that. And then <laughs> I had to slave and work. No, I went right to Broadway. Yep, and, yep. And a <laughs> Neil Simon and, play yeah. that is really beautifully I written. I did that show for two years. Yeah, it was a phenomenal play. And the movie is so good. And the movies, yeah, I'm it's, very proud of that movie. I, yeah. Baby Vanessa was in love with Baby Jonathan. <laughs> and now it's all coming out. I rewatched Brighton Beach Memoirs yesterday. John's okay with Sorry, it. Sorry, John. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's like it the was, most uh, nostalgic. It was had, a lovely little film. And you seem like such a New Yorker that I was really shocked. Um, thank you. I, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. I, I, I had never even really spent any time in New York before yeah. I got this job, so I had to have a crash course on trying to develop a New York accent. And I think I've gotten so accustomed to speaking with one that most of the gigs I get nowadays are, are New Yorkers. So I'm, I'm very grateful that I was able to pick that up fast, yeah. but I'm really just a dumb surfer kid from California. So. Yeah, really see, dumb. when I first watched Brighton Beach Memoirs, I got about 15 minutes into it, I went, Beverly Hills High. And I switched it off. <laughs> I can and sniff out the Beverly Hills on it right now. Uh, no, that movie's fantastic. And oh. Gene Sachs must have been fabulous to work Gene with. Gene Sachs, um, again, I don't mean to sound like a, you know, a complete little Annie here, but uh, I'm so grateful that he was the man who taught me uh, really no had how to act and, and I had the pleasure of working for him as an actor three times on stage and another time on film including doing the movie Brighton Beach having been directed by him in the play of Brighton Beach wow so this man is is basically directing me saying the exact same lines but in completely different fashion in a sense contradicting what he had said in certain scenes on certain lines uh, in order to reach you know an audience you know, where there's 1,300 people and then a camera, which is right in front of my face. But still, uh, having the opportunity to, to learn from him, he, he still is my absolute favorite. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And how does it change? I mean, that's kind of a weird question. But when you're translating exactly a play that you just did and have been doing, and then you're switching over to a different medium... Was it a big change? It or? was. It was huge, and especially. I mean, I was nineteen, so I mean, it was. A, it was a crash course on on trying to just understand the, the the differences. I had done like one or two tiny movies before the movie of Brighton Beach, but that was my first big studio film that you know the the, the pressure was on. Um, there, it's it, it was terribly difficult, and um, as a matter of fact. It even happened a bit later um, in the movie version of Broadway Bound, which was the third yep. in the Brighton Beach trilogy. I had uh, been given the opportunity to play the role from the beginning. I didn't have to replace um, the great Matthew Broderick. Uh, <laughs> Neil said, here you go. You could be Eugene from the get-go. When they got around to filming that movie, uh, which was a TV movie. Yep. It was an ABC movie of the week. Um, Anne Bancroft played the mom and won the Emmy Award. And the great the late Hume Cronin played the grandfather That's and so won the, crazy. the Emmy Award. Um, I was too old to play the character that I 
created on stage. So Neil Simon gave me the role of the older brother, yeah. which was played on stage by Jason Alexander. So there was the opportunity where I had done the play for about a year, knew every line, you know, just embedded in my head. Um, and then I had to take on someone else's role. And I just remember the way Jason would say each and every one of these lines and the inflections he had and the laughter that would ensue. And then I had to sort of just bury just it. Just copycat and, it? And, yeah, just basically <laughs> rip them off and uh, try and get a little roly-poly. Um, uh, but that was crazy difficult to, to, to really forget everything that I had uh, had in my system for you know a year plus and start from scratch and try and lose uh, any memory I had. Because um, it's, yeah, it's a completely different ballgame when you, when you take a piece, uh, having done it on stage, to put it on film. Which is why I th- I'm really impressed by understudies. I don't think those guys get enough oh, credit, yeah. cause especially the ones who understudy multiple roles. Yeah. Just being able to just walk in at a moment's notice right. and get on stage and know it and <laughs> not confuse it with the several parts that it's, you're doing. I agree with you. It's a, it's a tremendously difficult role because you have to, for the sake of being a team player, you have to give your fellow actors who have been doing the play for God knows how long uh, what they need in order to uh, uh, continue on. Yet you have to bring in your own... Uh, creativity and, and, and your own spin on and what you And it takes you're doing. a lot of energy just like wishing ill um, on all the people <laughs> that you might, you know, that's your job opportunity. If, Absolutely. Uh, if something falls on their head, it's a, it's, it's a tragedy and sure. not. A all that anvil easy. placement that you've got to do. <laughs> so many anvils and pianos that, that they end up walking ball. away like an accordion. Tanya Harding, that is Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> Because I think occasionally they'll have scheduled understudied performances so somebody can get a blow, like on a two-Wednesday show day or something right. like that, and then maybe the matinee will go to the yeah. thing. So maybe occasionally, you know, like, oh, I actually get to go on stage. I'll tell my family to come to the show because I like know I'm going to be in it. Right. But otherwise, it's really like, uh, scramble uh-huh. you know, at 30 minutes before showtime or, or showtime exactly that they call you and get you down there. Oh, it's a tough gig. And, uh, and yeah, you're right. People just don't uh, really realize it. Uh, you know, we mentioned the Adams Family, which neither of us have seen. But uh, I'm sure there's a slew of understudies yeah. who might be listening to this right now saying, damn, yeah. Skippy, it's hard. Um, damn, but Skippy, it's, uh, I've been rigging all anvils all day. <laughs> <laughs> Got blisters Look, on my blisters. I know Gomez. I know Lurch's parts. <laughs> I, it's, I know yeah. Thing. I know Wednesday. I know Pugsley. It's Cousin a tough it? Mm. I don't know its part. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So like, Look, I'm good. I'm not fantastic. <laughs> right. All right. With a voice like that, I wouldn't think you'd get some. I know. I, it's weird that I've gotten to play all these spots. I played a lot of great Morticia. parts. I'm also in Miss Saigon, Les Miserables, Cats. Jean Valjean that I do. Oh, Earth Two, four, six, oh, one. Kids love me. Uh, Earlier yeah, you me. said ball game, like it's a part of the ball game. And I was going to say, Segway. You like sports? Um, yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a sports fanatic, sports whore, and it's 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 tough as a native of Los Angeles because um, it's been a it's been a very sad handful of years. Yeah. Ba- baseball is my huge passion. I, I of course love basketball and root for the Lakers. Uh, yeah, right. Baseball and, yeah. and 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 sex. Baseball and boobs. Boobs drawn um, and. But uh, but yeah, as as a Dodger fan, it's 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 we've sort of been in in mourning for for a number of years, and we haven't had a championship since 1988. But I, I do adopt teams, and I'm right now adopting your your Detroit Tigers, Thank and, you I'm, so and much I'm also for that. rooting for the Milwaukee Brewers in the uh, yeah in the well, National League. There's a possibility of there being a World Series between the Tigers and the Brewers, which That's will probably be the lowest rated World Series. Uh, you and history. I will be watching <laughs> that, my friend. No one will be watching that outside. <laughs> Mighty, but small. It will be the most, it'll be like the underdog jubilation trial. That's right. Trial. <laughs> trial. I don't know. We're putting uh, underdogs on trial. <laughs> Stand up, you. 
<laughs> yeah, yes, I mean, uh, it's it's. Here's my problem with baseball. I love it. Season's too long, so the weather sucks. Yeah. And this year, especially, it's been like monsoon season everywhere. New York has had rain all season long, so it wouldn't really matter. Monsoon but, is a bit of an exaggeration, well, get, and a slight to the people of India. But <laughs> but you get into the playoffs in October. Now you have a first round of the of the playoffs, which is a shortened series, and then you got to do two other longer series. So the, the thing doesn't wrap up to like New Year's nowadays. And the weather is awful. The, all these games have been getting rained out, and the, you know there's no rhyme or reason to it. I, I guess the, the key is to root for teams that have domed stadiums. I guess so. Yeah, so if, if should Arizona have been in it and uh, uh, more home games were you played in really Milwaukee. You could have really called for that. Yeah, they, they yeah. would be over by now. The yeah. World Series would have ended last week. Well, something to chew on, <laughs> sports fans. <laughs> uh, sports. Okay, oh, well, sporting we covered that. Yeah, we covered it so well. Have you guys watched any of the new fall TV at all? Um, um, yes, as a matter of fact, a dear friend of mine, Connie Britton, is on a show on FX uh, called American Horror Story, and that's that's sort of my, my new obsession, and I'm very proud of her, and uh, it's pretty great. I yeah? Know, I know you guys haven't caught it no, yet. No, I'm excited to watch it. Yet. Take, take a look. I just it's, people talking about the first episode, I was like, it's oh, it sounds nuts. Wonderful, creepy. I must have to check it out. What, can Bizarre. you guys give me the log line? Oh, it's it's actually a very simple logline. It's just a, a family moves into a house that has a lot of demons in it. Oh, no. And, uh... And it's just really spooky oh and creepy. My gosh. And for TV, it's it, they, they, there's a line and they just jump right over it. So oh my gosh! It's well, what's funny it's is it's, it's Ryan Murphy who did Glee, and a lot of people were like, "What? This guy Glee's doing something dark?" Like, I believe he did, he did Nip, Nip Tuck, Tuck, which, which is, is like so the dark most and twisted creepy. show yeah. there is. So, not that much of a stretch. Yeah. Glee should be the stretch. Yeah. you know. Although that's pretty creepy too. Yeah, it is pretty terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> they just break into song and no one says anything about it. What's, What's going these on? <laughs> this school is haunted Man. by music. I remember when I was in high school, everyone just broke out into drugs. <laughs> Beverly sure Hills. They just sing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens. <sighs> Kids today. Oh, I was sad that the Playboy Club got canceled. Even though I didn't enjoy it when I watched it. <laughs> Am I allowed to be so what candid? What made you more sad? The, the fact that it wasn't good or the fact that it got canceled? Um, the combo, mm. I guess, was what really got me. I was, I like, I liked the idea of Mad Men starting these like, oh, fun period right, pieces because right. I like watching those so much. And I think, I hope Pan Am makes it. I really like Christina Ricci in it. Well, but, the variety headline today was Pan Am gets uh, turbulent. Ah, uh, yeah. And I would have. Is that more, good or bad? Do you want know. turbulence? In a it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it's windy. Whoa, boom, 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 maybe blew up. <laughs> Things are happening. We don't want to watch a show about smooth flights. <laughs> yeah. What fun is that? Pan Am has a smooth landing. <laughs> Boring. Oh, oh. Two we want to see that inflatable slide That's go right. down. Um, well, maybe if, yeah. if, if, if two reality shows could get canceled at every time a scripted oh, show gets canceled, then, then that would be, I wouldn't feel so That would so be bad. a nice thing happening in the universe. That would be a blessing, universe. yeah. Oh but they did gosh. cancel a reality show, right? The, the Mario Lopez show, uh, I think it was called Hater, or Why Are You a oh, Hater? Oh, yeah, Hater. So, Why Are You a Hater? Something like it's that. It's called Hater. It was, it's, the way it's spelled makes you want to hate it. It's, it's like a license plate. It's, yeah, like a license plate. H, the eight. letter 8, R. Like... Text slang, you know. What was it? A texting reality show? Ah, uh, nobody knows. Nope. Nobody watched it. I just it. saw nobody that it was canceled. I went like, "Oh, that started." I didn't know anything about that. You guys, I found the best show on the television last night. On the television? Uh, what? On the television. So I was doing some work on the computer, and I had the TV <laughs> on. Right. This is the scene I have set. Drinking some water. Interior. Yeah. Are you sure it was water? Living room. It was vodka. All right. 
And <laughs> but it was it looked very it's liquid. If you took a picture yeah. of it, you'd be like, maybe it's water. Sure. And I'm watching TV. I was watching the Learning Channel. It was right after the Four Wives of Cody, which is a special about sister wives show, oh, which nice. was a great day. Um, and then this show comes on, and the intro it's like this blonde woman, really, really, really tan blonde. In her 40s, woman with like acrylics that curl over. And she's in the front of her yard and she's going, I'm a regular mom. And then she like gets in her car and she's driving her kids off to soccer practice. And she's like, I'm just a Long Island mom. That's all it is. I think I'm normal. And then like the music goes, and she looks, it's a reality show. And she looks into the camera and she goes, Except I'm a medium. And then the the title slaps on Long Island Medium about a Long Island soccer mom who happens to be a medium. And she like, who Whoever she bumps into, she's like, oh, oh, is there a dead person in your life? Like, it's the weirdest show I've ever seen. Didn't Patricia Arquette play that role for like six years on <laughs> yeah. NBC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just mixed it up okay. a little. She has much more acrylic claw now. That's the biggest change. Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to recommend Long Island Medium as a out. part of the new fall lineup. Uh, my uh, <laughs> semi-guilty uh, reality show pleasure is on History Channel, and that's called Top Shot. Oh, wow. Top shot. Top shot. It's a, a marksman competition, basically. Really? They bring in all these guys that are like, he's a, a, a pistol shooting champion. He's an ex Navy SEAL. He's like all these like guys that have crazy abilities with a certain kind of weapon, but not every kind of weapon, right? They have and then specialty. Colby Donaldson from Survivor hosts it, and then he's they, a good actor. Yeah, really good. Yeah. They split him into two. I teams. saw him do Fiddler on the Roof last <laughs> year. Oh God. <laughs> he was a great time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, they split him into teams, and then they have these challenges that are you know like. Some are trick shot stuff. Some are just, you know, target stuff or whatever. But they're different weapons. And they range anywhere from, like, you know, a crazy sniper rifle to a cannon to uh, one of those old, like, Gatling guns to rocks. They did a rock-throwing thing, Whoa. like the first weapon. They did, uh, oh. like, archery, knives, uh, all That's sorts of stuff. That's a scary show. And, and are they shooting at Colby? Yeah, they're shooting at Colby. <laughs> Colby no one's hit him yet. Colby. They're really bad. They're really bad at Marshall. Uh, and then they go to the elim- – like, one team loses. And then they go to the elimination range, and they nominate – like two people to go head to head by shooting at little targets that have their name on it, or they and then should those just two people go head to head and whoever to fight to the death. Gets out. Yeah, oh. they fight to the death. It's like Thunderdome. Hunger Games. <laughs> it's it's Hunger Games but on <laughs> lower rated channel. Um, and then at the end of the season, they crown somebody history's top shot. And this is the third season because people watch it. But Whoa! I kind of dig it. It's kind of fun. I guess I'll have to buy the whole volume of uh, these yeah. seasons. I'm yeah. missing out on the Long Island Medium, the, yeah. <laughs> the I'm shooting show. I'm not a gun person. At all. Like, oh, come at, on. Uh, no, not at all. I'm just kidding. I'm seriously not You're at all. Like, not, not a gun, gun person. <laughs> but it's kind of fascinating because like, it's, it's a skill game. But some of these guys are like big personalities, especially now in the later seasons because they want to have a little bit of drama in the right. house they all stay in in Colorado or whatever is that they do it. So, you know, there's Navy SEALs yelling at each other every once in a while. Ooh. These big amped up guy fights. I bet they stuff. eat a lot of meat. And they do. do they discuss, like, history? Why is it on the History yeah. Channel? Yeah, and why what? is it History's Top Shot? It's weird. Well, they'll show, like, they'll give a little bit of the history of the weapon, like, when it was oh, used. Oh, okay, so and, you can learn something. Yeah, you know, like, you know, this gun was introduced in 1840, and it was used... Slayed a thousand Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I mean, the history of weaponry is sad. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it doesn't, it doesn't bring much happiness, <laughs> no. shooting no. things. True. I don't shoot anything. Yeah, good for you. A hero- oh, hero- why'd you whisper heroin? Oh, you're right. Oh, Everybody knows. Except on. for heroin. Have you guys caught an episode of The X Factor at all? Nope. 
I, I did see one little bit, I think, on Talk Soup, which is a dynamite show, and it's oh, not even called yeah. Talk Soup. It's the called soup. The, the Soup. soup. Yeah. So uh, good, yeah. Joel McHale is, is, is kind of like God. He's the and perfect man. He's, isn't he? And oh a hell of a gosh. tongue kisser. Yeah. Uh, but that is a, is a fine, fine program, and I get the little pieces, and I'm sure I'll watch the gun show and the, and the Long Island oh, Lolita lady yeah. uh, uh, on his show. But yes, I did see one little clip of a sweet little African-American kid uh, doing like a Kanye West impression, but I honestly have no idea what that show is about. It's, it's basically how is it different? Simon, Thank you, eat worms? It's basic, yeah, it's a worm eating show. Wait, what is uh, that show that I'm thinking of? The X Factor is Simon Cowell's show. It's another karaoke show. Fear Factor show. is that a show? Yeah, Fear Factor. They make you eat worms. You, like, yeah, that was one of the while things. you're trying to sing. <laughs> Fear Factor was like they would just test your like like there's a heights challenge. There's a eat a wolf live wolf spiders Ew. challenge. Like it's just awful. Uh, that's not on anymore. But is yeah, X Factor doing well. It's doing well, but it's not doing amazing like they thought it was going to. Um, but it is doing good enough. But it's like it's Simon Cowell, Paula Abdul. Um, Paula, Paula, Paula. Yeah, Nicole Scherzinger uh, from Pussycat. Pussycat Dolls. And then um, – My favorite Pussycat. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Reed. And then a guy who looks like RuPaul. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, really? Jerry A-R-A-C- <laughs> oh, Why am I forgetting his name? first name? But he's like a big record producer. He's produced – Justin Bieber and lots of other people too, Justin and it's basically the, a search for a superstar. It's like American Idol; they have auditions, but the, we have too many. We're saturated. Here's the here's the twist: oh. is that there's no age um, limits. Limits. I think I think like you got to be twelve. It's twelve and up or something oh. like that. So they divide it into four different kinds of categories: boys, girls, over thirties, and groups. So you can audition as a boy band. You can do whatever, but it's, it's just what singing. category would we all fall yeah. into? Boys. Boy group. Boy, Boy girl group. group? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not over 30s. Hells no. to the no. No way. We live in L.A. Nobody's over 30. And then they all move into the homes of these fine uh, judges. And eat worms. Right? Aren't they like going that's to their the houses? That's the next part is like. That's they, wait, that a, really happens? There's a boot camp uh, oh, round no, that no, they just no. had now. It's like Vegas Week in American Idol. They weed it down. And then each of Mm-mm. these people takes is like an advisor to each of the groups. Like some, like Simon Cowell takes on the girls group. Paula Dill takes on the boys group. Jerry oh, takes on Paula, the groups Paula, or whatever. Paula. And then they go to their houses, supposedly. I haven't seen this part yet. And it shows each of their houses like they're getting ready to go. And there are all these big mansions and stuff like that. And then they, you know, work to Somebody's going to win five million dollars. Like that's the oh, main that's prize. A nice prize. That part's good. Tell, <coughs> excuse me. Television needs more of these karaoke shows. Yeah. They're just they're not they're not enough. Yeah. I I don't think they're always on. There's sometimes <laughs> a commercial or you know you need to be right. able to click back or a and baseball forth. game. Oh yeah. But they're super you know they're super manipulative. They give backstories to everybody and then like show their big crowning moment on stage. And what's always funny too is before like they they talk to the judges and they're about to sing their song. They go good luck. And then there's this weird awkward pause where they're waiting for the the crew to like start their music and it like shows them backstage hitting the CD player or whatever. Oh. And it's like I, maybe you're ratcheting up the tension, but all it looks like is sloppy tech. Like a low budget. Like <laughs> it, oh, it literally looks like. Come on, guys! You've got editors, right? Do we need to see the like waiting for music to get on and the person sitting there taking a deep breath? Not really. I mean, maybe that's the human interest side of things. Right. Look, they're going to struggle. We're not humans anymore. No nope. TV. And then afterwards, they do a confessional kind of thing in this room that's like a this white show screen. Sounds really creepy. <laughs> I do not want to watch it ever. It looks like they're like giving their thoughts about the audition from heaven. It's like this white, like washed out. Morgan white Freeman screen. does the voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> How was your audition? Put Morgan Freeman on a reality show, and that's worth watching. And then Vanessa Ragland sang a song, (laughs) and it was a lot of fun for her to sing. Why was your Morgan Freeman? Get busy living or get busy dying. You haven't heard my uh, great impression. Who's this? Hello. How are you, Mr. Silverman? 
E.T.? <laughs> it's, it's more E.T. than okay. what you think it is. Right. Let me try this. Ho, ho, ho. Tim Allen? You're getting close. Yeah. Allen? Funt? <laughs> yeah. so- sounds like Dick Dan. Dude, this is Alan a, Dick Dan. This is the worst impression Rickman. ever. Alan? Alan Rickman? Yeah. That's crazy good. But can you just <laughs> say that all together so we can use it? Alan Rickman, what a great impression that is. Yes! Wow. <laughs> We're putting that on the website. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> Just got Can I hear it once more now that I know yeah. the answer? What do you want him to say? He can say anything. That's oh, the beauty of it. Um, um, I, I can't tell you okay. what to say. That would be unfair. I hope you're enjoying your coffee. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, good. You're really good. Um, we need somebody to understudy it on Broadway. I'm available. You think you could job. do that? Oh, oh, Low rent that was Rickman. I always find a few words that I can really hone in on on the impression. <laughs> so, just thought I would delight you today. Thank you for that treat. Yes, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> have to talk about your first film because it's oh, one of my all-time yes. favorite little movies. What's that? Okay, yes, that got me my SAG card. It's not on my resume, but it, it got me my SAG card. Um, yes, it was a movie based on the Cindy Lauper song, um, but spelled differently. I think Cindy's is title wanna. is Wanna, and yeah. this is Wanna Want two. two. A little more proper. Um, I The only experience I ever had was doing the Brighton Beach Memoirs play. and uh, Well, I think this we is a logical it. next move. I guess, yeah. And This and is also by Neil Simon, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, it was, it was, Simon, uh, it was uh, between the odd couple. Fun. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I was doing the, the Brighton Beach in Los Angeles. We did a run for about three months, and uh, I had an audition, I think, for like my first movie. And I remember reading the script going, oh, no, this is not, <laughs> this is not the way I want to make my debut in a... <laughs> In a movie, if I ever do get hired for a movie, but I've got nothing else, you know, I'm making 800 bucks a week doing a play. Let me at least try to audition for a movie. And and I, and I remember getting it, and it, it starred these two girls who had done Unknowns. some movies before. Relatively unknown. I mean, I, I remember Sweat seeing them. happened. And in a, yeah. Yes, right? Yeah. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, who apparently went on to Also been greatness. on Broadway. Yeah, she was Annie. Yeah. And uh, Helen Hunt, who had been working since she was probably seven Quarterback years old. Quarterback princess. And uh, yeah, it was just about these two sort of spunky girls just getting through in high school, and I played like a wacky best friend. Uh, it was a few weeks of my life, of and, and that's uh, a little slice of heaven. Okay, yeah. And I suppose I got like a tiny paycheck, um, and then the movie kind of came out and, and left, and nobody really ever saw it. But but apparently, it plays enough on cable always, that always that available young ladies or or older ladies who were once young ladies tell me it was sort of like we're a rite of passage ladies. watching movie oh, and yeah. uh, very few boys have ever seen I this film, adore so it I'm I, a child of HBO I'm learning a lot I'm about a child you, of HBO yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was on HBO constantly and actually yeah. I watched my cousin Casey and I Casey Stratton who's a recording artist um, used to watch it all the time wow. and uh, I don't know, love it I just remember when day, Helen Hunt had this one hair thing. It was a dinosaur hair yes, clip. Yes, right. And I always thought, I'll know I'm cool if I can have like that kind of that. a crazy hair thing. I put a baby doll head in my hair once. How'd that go? Didn't get the kind of response <laughs> I was hoping for. <laughs> I thought it was going to be quirky. Turns out it's like a witch thing. Witches do that. Not not nice girls. Not so. nice girls. And were you a nice girl or a, a witch, witch or a medium? So I was, I was both. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a nice You could get witch. your own learning channel show now. <laughs> I seem like a normal Los Angeles girl, <laughs> but really, I eat liver, human livers. <laughs> like, that's the way that show felt to me, like the most weird thing. Anyway, girls just want to have fun. They do. That's the truth of it. 
That's why it resonates because it's true. Yeah. That's all girls want. That's all they really Condoleezza want. Condoleezza Rice, that's, that's really, her favorite really movie. Condi, that's yeah. such what she likes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to find out something like that. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Obama's favorite movie was Operation Dumbo Drop or something. <laughs> you know, just something like really oh. actually this here's a funny story okay uh i we live really close to a movie theater i go to it a lot um and uh, <laughs> this woman like the people working there and their name name tags have their favorite movie written down oh that's nice uh there's this really uh old guy that works there um dwight i think his name is all about eve is on there he's great you yeah. know but then there's younger you sure people his name there. isn't eve and he, he likes <laughs> that's all true. about dwight that's true <laughs> Uh, but there's people that work there that uh, their movie taste is pretty questionable. Um, a lot of pressure, though. Yeah. So you have the, to wear, this, wear one thing on and your... you can't just change it. It's Mm-mm. like permaplaked no, on your tag. So this woman uh, who's working the box office, uh, she's ID'd me twice for R-rated movies in the last month. Understandable. R-rated movies. I'm, first of all, I'm double that. And I have a beard. <laughs> so uh, it's the equivalent of like, does she think I'm like two kids in a trench yeah. coat? But it, a, it does look like a fake beard. It does. So. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit comes. Like. <laughs> uh, so she, I, she IDs me for this R-rated movie. And, um, and then she looks at my ID. And she goes, oh, sorry, you look young. And I'm like, um, her favorite movie is Rush Hour 2. So I don't feel so bad. Interesting choice. Not, not about, three. Not three. Or two. one, but two. Yeah. Cool. She loves Rush Hour 2. I liked Rush Hour 1. I'm saying it on air. I stand by it. Four was my... Was, is there a fourth? I'm pretty sure there's no, about four, 20 of them. The Rush Hour movies favorite. are perfectly enjoyable. They're fun, little, goofy action comedy movies. But out of all the of movies, all movies made, in cinematic history... And to put it on your history, name tag, ooh, that's I'm trying, Guys, I'm trying to figure this out here. I've got my name tag. What, it's would, either you gonna put, be, what would you guys put on your It's going to be tag. Citizen Kane or maybe Lawrence of Arabia or... Vibes with Jeff Goldblum and Steve Lopper. Should I put that there? Is Vibes a good choice? I think Vibes. Vibes. Go with Vibes, man. Go with Vibes. That movie doesn't get discussed enough. Not enough. Cool Runnings? Should that go down? (laughs) Now that's a great movie about underdogs. Yeah. Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. It's a great movie. It was in the underdog jubilation trials. They tried it. (laughs) They they survived. They did. They got through. I would put uh, Blazing Saddles on my name tag if really? I went to the movie theater. That's a good choice. That's my all-time favorite film. Oh, it's has so... been since I was 12 or 13 years old. Don't you like the ones that you rewatch them and it only gets better every time? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think mine would fit on my name tag. Oh, great. What is uh, it? Something super pretentious. No, search, search, <laughs> <laughs> Searching for Bobby Fischer is my favorite movie. Is it really? Strangely, yeah. Um, you just put Bob it. Fish. Bob Fish. Are you a chess Fanatic or no, not at all. I think, I think it's just it's just something about that movie really struck just, a chord with me. And like whenever it's on, I can't not watch it. It's wow. just one of those movies. That just the whole feel of it, the performances, the cast, the script, the music. It's just one of those movies that for some reason just works on all the levels for me. I'll get you a name tag. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird if like your favorite movie was The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill and Came Down a Mountain. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do there? <sighs> get a few name tags. <laughs> he several name <laughs> tags. Debbie does Dallas. Would that be allowed? <laughs> You'd have to say Deborah does Dallas. Deborah does yeah, Dallas. In the workplace. Okay. <laughs> That's my mom's name. And she used to live in Deborah? Dallas. And she did it. She <gasps> did the whole city. No. no. She did my father and then I was born. Oh, that's such a good story. <laughs> Thank you. That's really sweet. Yeah, so I this is a heartwarming episode. <laughs> to Debbie, to Dallas, to Devorah, to all of them. To the whole Aww. thing. Back to the vagina again. Yep. Can we talk more about... Vages? Let's talk about my mom's vagina. Okay, yes, yeah. That'll help. It's beautiful. <laughs> Glad John's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what was... Since we both said it, what was yours? Lorenzo's oil. 
Really? I'm just kidding. No, I like Lorenzo's Oil. <laughs> it's a funny movie. <laughs> it's so funny. No, it's like the, the slapstick comedy of it. That's what really gets me. <laughs> I did for my sketch Sophie's group. Choice is another funny oh, one. For my yeah. sketch group, I did write a sketch called Lorenzo's Oil, the musical, but we never oh, did it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I would put on mine. I might put, I don't know. Seriously? I'm, I'm thinking right now the Three Amigos or the Jerk, but I don't mm, know if that's jerk. just the mood I'm in right now. Um, yeah. Lots of movies. The Jerk is a great choice. It's so good, isn't it? It's a great <gasps> choice. And you've worked with Bernadette Peters. I have. Oh, my gosh. I have uh, had the pleasure of working Please with Please tell Bernadette me Peters. she's as wonderful as she I've always so needed her to be. She is so wonderful and so gorgeous. Oh and this is gosh. a little movie that was a, it was a Showtime movie, you know, made for cable. And it was shot in Ireland. I and saw it. You saw it. Uh-huh. And Bernadette and Rachel Ward play these lesbian, lesbian lovers. And I played Bernadette's younger brother, who's gay, who moves to Dublin to live with them. Makes a lot of fashion choices and in that movie. I got to sing a duet with Bernadette Peters. That's so great. We got to sing the David Cassidy song, I Think I Love You. Oh, my gosh. And I've always, probably from the jerk, I've always had a crush on Bernadette. And she is just got this gorgeous porcelain skin. And she's... She doesn't age. She just looks younger than you could possibly she's imagine. She's like the kind of person you she's look so at and kind. she's like a witch because a magic is oh, witch. The, yeah. Because she's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and she was the witch in Into the, Into Woods, the Woods, which I watched. Maybe that was the movie I watched the most as a mm. kid over and over at the taping of the play. You, oh, you know yeah. that she's not real, right? She's Jim Henson's Creature Workshop. <laughs> Made her burn to death. Yeah. They did a beautiful she's job a on her. But she's so lovely. And I remember being in this movie with her, and, and she's such a giving actress, too. And, you know, my crush was kind of leaping out of me. And I'm like, okay, remember, I'm playing a gay character, and I'm playing her little brother. So it'd be and bad if you want to reach out and, and grab her and kiss her. Um, yeah, and she's playing my lesbian sister. Yeah. And Rachel Ward's character would kick my ass. Um, but we had such fun. And uh, I, of course, had seen her so many times on stage before. And now every time I go to New York and see her again, uh, I, I just I, – I, I'm almost like a proud – brother even though oh. i have absolutely nothing to do with her life and career but i just i adore that woman so much i actually have tickets to see her new show um a week from sunday <gasps> uh, she's Ooh. doing a revival of follies with, oh uh, my gosh Holly. great things about that and, uh, oh. jen fabulous. my wife uh, also has a mad mad crush on bernadette who can't and and i remember going to a charity event in new york and bringing my wife with me and bernadette was hosting it and I didn't even know if she would remember me. Uh, you know, it was just a movie yeah. we did together. And she kind of saw me, but she saw Jen. And, and she happens to be a big fan of my wife's. Oh my so gosh. she went right up to Jen and introduced herself. And I'm like, no, this is Over crazy. Here. Over my here. My wife is the one <laughs> who just wanted to. Move over, honey. <laughs> so now, now uh, we're kind of obsessed. And anytime yeah. Bernadette's in a new play, we, we rush and go see it. And it is great when you have a chance to see an actual Broadway legend on Broadway. Yeah. You know, and, and I think now that the Tonys have gotten like television coverage and become yeah. these star-studded events now like finally some of these like actors like Mark Rylance and people like that who are like mm. the toast of the town that nobody knows unless you're in the Broadway world right. like now people are like who's that weirdo that did, gave that funny speech at the thing like you guys didn't happen to see the play that he won the Tony for I, want, I tried to get to New York this year I couldn't do it, it we happened to be there because it was a very short limited run he did it in London years ago and won the Olivier Award and it was like a I don't know a three month run on Broadway and we happened to be in New York during preview week and we got great seats probably the finest stage performance i've ever seen really yeah. and i had never seen him on stage oh, before. i saw him and i saw Brilliant. boing boing 
Um, and he was he also like, won the Tony for that. Stole that shit, yeah. and there's and that was a star-studded cast, and everybody was fabulous in it. But he just but he just has that killed it. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, you can't quite explain his talent, but he's you can't keep your eyes off him, and it's just fascinating and scary. And he played this really twisted man, and and he would it felt like he was making eye contact with each member of the audience. Oh my god! And gosh. it was uncomfortable. Everyone was squirming in their seats. Oh. We were all afraid of this guy on stage. And he just breaks your heart, and absolutely brilliant. I was so happy when he won in that speech that he gave at the time. Right. Yes. Oh, man. Well, now it's, it's weird that, like, and a lot of Broadway actors complain about this, is the fact that now Broadway is considered a cool stop for, cele- like, for film actors to yeah. do and stuff like that. So it's a lot. It's almost like stunt casting all the time. Yeah. And but the good thing is, is it is making, like, the Broadway people more mainstream, and yeah. it's letting people, those stars shine. It's bringing more. audience members to the theater who yeah. have never come before. I, I We also saw... Um, I could say it, the, the full name of it, the motherfucker with the hat. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, in the New York Times and on the marquee, they had to say the murder <laughs> with yeah. a bunch of asterisks and stuff. Um, but Chris Rock was one of the leads in it, and he had never done a play before, let alone a Broadway play. Um, and he brought an entire new uh, audience, a core audience, to the show every night. That's and so awesome. It was great watching. It's a terrific play, but it was great watching Chris do a show for the first time. And I think we saw one of the first paid preview performances for that too and seeing his excitement of being on stage uh, and then looking around to the audience and seeing their excitement of being, being in a, a theater, theater for the yeah. first time and right so uh, all power to them i hope yeah. uh, i, hope I mean folks I, keep coming. I had a pretty great experience my last trip to new york when i go with my wife we try to like we'll go for like 4 or 5 days and we'll see like a show or two every day like right. we just try to cram it yeah. in and um and it was like we saw, I think we saw four shows last time we were there, and every single show was like star studded and awesome. Oh, really? We saw Behanding in Spokane, which was Christopher yeah. Walken, Anthony Mackie, and Sam Rockwell. Mm. And you know, seeing Chris Walken on stage mm. is like, and, and playing a truly twisted version of Christopher Walken yeah. yet again was and fabulous. How perfect is Sam Rockwell, just in general. Just great, yeah. Ooh. You know, like saw that, saw God of Carnage. Mm. Um, uh, not the original cast, but the second one that had Lucy Liu and, and Jim Daniels. And uh, actually, no, it was Janet McTeer at that oh, point. Oh, Janet came in, okay. Um, and Dylan Baker. Right. Uh, Jeff Daniels had switched roles or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, came back. And uh, we, we saw the very first preview performance of Lend Me a Tenor um from the front row wow. for half price because it was like at the booth that yeah. day and we were like what the so yeah. it was weird it was that was like tony shalhoub and stanley tushu directed it and um right. anthony napaglia and it's just stuff like that it's just like such a weird treat to see these great shows with these great actors yeah. and stuff too you know and yeah uh, I, I wanted to get there so bad this year it just did, didn't work out otherwise it's okay you know what? There's we'll more years. There. There's more years, and there's more shows. Hopefully. And my show will still be running. You also do the snapping. I do the snap. I, yeah. Oh my gosh! I've been yeah. wondering who did the snapping. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, I'm a union snapper. Yeah, Sector's yeah. Equity snapper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of snapping. Can't over snap. They're gonna have That's to right. pay you big bucks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Can we just touch on a little movie that I really have? Strong feelings for it, called Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, that movie. Weekend at Bernard's. Yes. A was, trip with Bernard. Title, yeah. um, that was also another Neil Simon play um, uh, that translated really wow. well to film. I remember, I remember running into N- Neil Simon. Maybe were you like, can I call him Neil, or is that weird? Uh, what, what just happened? Well, no, I, I, I know I've been name dropping this whole time. I feel well, like that's such what a our podcast bag, is for. That is actually one of my favorite jokes. Is you know. You should never name drop. Bobby De Niro told me that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I guess I hadn't seen him for about a year or so. And um, 
uh, I think I, I ended up doing a, a, another one of his movies maybe six or seven months later. But I remember running into him while Weekend at Bernie's was in the theater. And uh, he said, oh, I can't wait to see your new movie, uh, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> and I, like, begged him. I said, please, Neil, if you have any, any respect for me, <laughs> just keep that respect and don't go see this movie. It's, it's funny, but it's for the kids, and it's about a dead guy, and it's the guy who wrote Where's Papa, and I don't think, I don't think it's your kind of humor, and you may never cast me again if you see it. So uh, I, I think to this day he's never, he's never seen it. That would be so funny to be sitting in Weekend at Bernie's and look over, and there's Neil. <laughs> there's <son>. Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What's weird is I went to one of like the very first test screenings of that movie, Closer, that Mike Nichols movie that was yeah, Julia sure. Roberts and all those people, mm-hmm. Clive Owen, um, and we were sitting. There was like a reserve sign like right across the aisle from us, so we sat across the aisle from that thing. And like, oh, maybe you know Mike Nichols will drop in on it. Not only did he drop in on it, wow. he was sitting there. They had a joystick rigged up on his what? like seat, so, so when things would get a response, people? he would press a button which would timestamp it. Wow. Basically, so he could look back at the stuff and be like, oh, well, this, people liked this, or they... You, you know, know, that joystick, Paul Rubens was using it when he got busted in that <laughs> film. Yeah, That's what the whole misunderstanding Yeah, was. he was just trying to time, <laughs> he was time the joke. Yeah. Scandal ensued. Just seeing how it played. Yeah, who knew? Oh, man. And then, <laughs> sure enough, the movie totally changed when it finally came out. Oh, wow. Because right? Natalie Portman's character dies. That's right, they shot a new ending. And in the version I saw, right. and then did not in the version that played theatrically you still do see butt and boob in that movie yes was that in the first cut too and then we go back to mike's uh, yeah. joystick. <laughs> the joystick yeah. oh <laughs> more butt more yeah, 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 yeah. this is really working <laughs> a lot of, lot of vagina yeah. uh, originally <laughs> um, really toned oh. that down well what was it like to do something like weekend at bernie's after your training ground is like oh, broadway yes. and neil simon um again i was just happy to have a gig yeah um you know i had to fight hard for that movie uh it was called uh shoot sitting ducks i think was the name of the movie when mm-hmm. i auditioned for it and it was a studio film it was a yeah. fox uh, a movie i don't know what the budget was like 15 or 16 million dollars so it was a substantial uh, gig that a lot of people were trying to get and i remember um Where's Papa is one of my favorite movies, and Robert Klein wrote wrote that as well. Uh, George Siegel and the late Ruth Gordon Mm -hmm. were the leads in that movie. Um, And it was just a very dark – I won't even call it a comedy, that script. It was just a very dark film. Ted Kotcheff, uh, this terrific director who gave us these like – War movies, uh, Uncommon Valor, and and the first Rambo, the first oh, wow. Stallone movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. He directed it. Uh, so I didn't go into the audition process or the, the process of, of trying to get that gig, thinking it's going to be a wacky comedy right. that's going to play for twenty years on HBO. <laughs> um, but uh, they had finally settled on screen testing two of us, and it was me and John Cryer. <gasps> the two of us were supposed to play these two guys. And the screen test went really well, and I know John for a long time because he was part of the Neil Simon Brighton Beach trilogy as well. He had done, I guess, Brighton Beach and maybe one of the other ones. Um, and it was supposed to be him and I, and they couldn't figure out which role each of us should take, so we tested for both of them. Oh, wow. And then I, Andrew McCarthy was very you know, uh, hot at that time, uh, whatever the, the, yeah. the big movies were, the Selling Animals Fire and all that stuff, and... And uh, he threw his name into the hat and said, I'd like to be in this movie. And so they replaced. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. Well, John did okay. I think John is no, making like $3 million dollars a week. No, he anything since but, um, then. But yeah, so, <laughs> so then Andrew slipped in, and I think they wanted him to play 
my role, the sort of straight guy role, and me to play the wacky role. And then Andrew said, no, I only want to do it if I get to play the guy that I don't get to play. So then he ended up playing that role. And I didn't mind. We had a really good time shooting it. But again, it, there was there was not a lot of fun on that movie. I, yeah. did, I didn't think it would be a funny film. Oh, even as you were doing uh, it? Yeah. It, it was hard. It was like an action film. Yeah. You're dragging stuff and crashing into things and boat chasing and under the water and stuff that I'm not really accustomed to doing. And I um, read that the stunt guy got hurt a lot. The stu- there were several <laughs> yeah. wonderful stunt guys uh, pretending to be a dead body. And, and, you know, a stunt man is, is trained to take a fall. Yeah. Uh, but he's allowed to, like, move his body when right, he falls. Right. But this guy had to be... Plus, these stunt guys are body. totally method and, and <laughs> died. Right. Everyone for, died on for the film. realism. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they were relying on me and Andrew to sort of protect them at all times. Oh, my and, gosh. And we did the best we could, but they were broken ribs and noses oh. and... Um, so yeah, they, 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 a lot of the, that film's success is owed to the, to the great stunt men who, who took their shots at playing the dead body. Well, were you shocked when you saw it? Like, was it up until seeing it that you didn't know what the tone was going to be? I I was, I was pleased that people were laughing. I mean, to this day, I don't think it's a terribly funny movie, but I'm definitely pleased that people still like it and, and remember it. Um, uh, but it's still, it's still shocking that we made a sequel to it. I, <laughs> I, I was very uh, opposed to doing it and it kind of got to the point where they said, listen, we've already got the sets. We've already got the, the studio. We've already got the location. We've got Andrew signed on. We got Terry Kaiser signed on to play the dead body. Yeah. <laughs> you could spend the rest of your career trying to explain to people why you did the sequel and got paid, or you could ex- uh, spend the rest of your career explain to people why you were not in it. And <laughs> we replaced you with, you know, Joe Schmo. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll do it. And that was fun. Yeah. That, 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 the shooting of it was fun. The movie and was the really Bernie bad. the Bernie dance comes but, from that. How about that? What the <laughs> fuck is that all about? Yeah, so bizarre. They're doing it's a, a sensation. A sensation if in the South. If you look on YouTube, have you ever done that about the Bernie dance? I, it was sent to me, yeah. yeah I was shocked. so much stuff of just like people doing it and like mashups. It is so bizarre. My, my little niece, my sister's youngest kid who just turned 16... I don't think she's ever seen that movie, but she does the dance, and all her girlfriends <laughs> do the dance at you know, summer camp and stuff. So I saw, I saw my niece uh, over the weekend, and, and she said, uh, Uncle Johnny, I, 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 I'm now 16, and my, my dad gave me his old car, and it's great, and I gave it a name. And I said, terrific, what do you call your car? And she said, I named it Bernie. Aww. And I know for a fact she's never even seen that movie. <laughs> But her and her girlfriends do the little Bernie dance, and oh. I guess they like it so much that, I don't know, they dance in the car like dead people, but they, they, <laughs> she named her little, you know, car Bernie. Well, um, the kids, shocking. you just can't predict what the kids yeah. are going to do. You and know? then I've been getting all these little Google alerts. There was a horrible crime committed a few weeks ago in Colorado where these two guys went to pick up their buddy for a night out on the town and figured out he had passed away. And instead of calling the authorities, they put him in the back of their car and took him around. Kind of left him like in the car, but, but took his Bernie? took his credit card and his uh, uh, ATM, and they just went and had a great night on his you know uh, that expense. Is sick. They went to strip clubs and and steakhouses, and then when it was all over Dude, and done, they I like called how the cops. both of those were plural. <laughs> strip clubs and so many steakhouses steak that house. night. <laughs> like, well, if you're gonna, <laughs> right. If you're gonna go you big, might as well go eat big. meat. It's um, pretty sick, but and then, hilarious. And then they called the cops and said, oh. "I think our friend died." <gasps> and then they found out. They're like, "He's been dead about three days." <laughs> and so. he put on a party for us. 
Oh, uh, they just happen to have a bunch of pulleys and string in their car, and <laughs> it all worked out perfect. Uh. I did recently do a movie with Andrew McCarthy, um, and we shot it in New Orleans, and the two of us were playing, you know, best friends. And I remember walking down like Bourbon Street uh, late one night drinking after a dinner. Hurricane? Um, just yeah, two of them. <laughs> Andrew doesn't uh, doesn't drink, so we were just walking on Bourbon in order to get you know to like our hotels. And I remember people's expressions on Bourbon Street, looking at the two of us walking together. Oh my gosh! And kind of freaking out and wondering where the dead guy was. <laughs> yeah, because I know he gets it separately, and I get it get it separately. Uh, you know, an occasional hey, where's Bernie? <laughs> but <clears throat> I remember when the two of us were walking on probably the drunken you know party streets oh, of, of my the gosh. United States together. I bet um, people were just people like were... looking around. Where are the cameras? Yeah, they, yeah. they finally grinned at the exactly. third one. <laughs> yes, we've been waiting. <laughs> Thinking of Bernie Street, the next generation. <laughs> well, Bernie what babies. were you working on in New Orleans? Um, this was a movie, a National Lampoon movie called Snatched. Uh, Andrew plays a, a character who goes into the hospital to donate a uh, uh, donate a, uh, a kidney to his uh, uh, ill brother-in-law. And this being a National Lampoon movie, the hospital makes a mistake, and someone else was in the hospital to get a sex change. So instead of cutting off Andy's uh, 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 organ <gasps> here. They, they cut, cut off, off his, his organ penis? there, and he was given a vagina. So he spends the rest of the no. movie trying to get his dick back. Oh, and, uh, it's quite funny. I don't know gosh. when it's coming out, but uh, but look for it. National Lampoon snatched. And it's, is a snatch like vagina? Snatch apparently is a word uh, meaning bad. Oh, oh weird. Someone should vagged. count how many times that word has come up in our little podcast. Uh, I think uh, we're setting a today. record yeah. for our show. Yes, we did it, guys. <laughs> Finally. Oh, ding, ding, ding. oh, I have my joystick. I've been <laughs> clicking it all show. <laughs> But we've been raising money for Jerry's kids. That's nice. By saying we it. need to raise, raise money for Jerry himself yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Oh, really yeah. That's so sad. Why so would they, sad. Why would they deprive him of that gig? Not Weird, okay. Right? Not okay. Poor Jerry. They let What's-His-Face do the New Year's thing every year. Dick Clark, is that mean? What is his face? About? Yeah, what is his face right now? That is a <laughs> oh. good question. Oh. I mean... Talk about Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. right? Whoa. They just prop They've been up. doing that for years. That gig has been I'm sure he's a nice man. We should make to watch. fun of him. No. Look, at some point, Ryan Seacrest stole his essence, and now... Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. <gasps> That's what happened. Let's just acknowledge that oh. fact. No, I think Dick Clark seems like the nicest guy ever. It's the, the handlers that you want to have somebody be like, hey, bud, let's not do hey, this this year. retirement sounds yeah, good. let's take a nap. Yeah. You're very wealthy. You've got a lot of people who love you. Spend yeah. some time with them. Yeah, it's New Year's. Yeah. Kiss your wife. <laughs> Kiss someone oh, else's wife. Early, yeah. Maybe really early tonight. <laughs> or just <laughs> parade in the morning. You can still call it Dick Clark's Rock and Eve. Do like a pre-taped video message saying yeah. Happy New Year. And now... Little mini me, Ryan Seacrest, and then he can do Aww. it, and it'll be what it it's is. It's also inspiring that that he has the desire to still to keep get up there, doing it. You know, and it's it's kind of macabre, but but Kirk Douglas, same thing. Yeah. Let's yep. get Dick and Kirk Douglas to do like the Sunshine Boys. Oh on Broadway. my gosh, <laughs> I would go. It. Wouldn't that would be great? Go. I'd watch it. That would be. And Regis Philbin can do something. Yes, and you just basically get some cameras and film the audience trying to figure out what they're and saying. And that's the real show. That's fucked up. My apologies. That's horrible. No. It would just be people standing outside of Book of Mormon saying like, oh, you got turned away? I got a show for you. <laughs> no, come in here. Come in here. Here you go. It's got to be a wild ride, kid. Oh. All right. So before we get to the games and stuff, I just want to ask you about one last thing. Uh, you've worked with Jack Lemmon twice uh, and so Walter Matthau as well from Odd Couple 2. And so then first amazing. Uh, Jack Lemmon's like 
in my top five actors of all time. And humans. And yeah. He seems just, like, please don't break my heart and tell me he's the not perfect. Greatest human being I oh, have God. ever met and, and worked with. And, uh, uh, completely starstruck before I ever met him. And then I had the chance to play his son <gasps> in a movie. And then technically his son-in-law, I played Walter Matthau's son in the odd couple sequel. Um, the greatest, the greatest man, the greatest actor. I, oh. I, I, I still to this day, and he's been gone for ten years. I, I, I worship him, mm. and I, I I steal and study and use him all the time. If I'm ever stuck in a scene, you know, not like what would Jesus do, but what would, what would Jack do? <laughs> How would he get through this? He's such an inspiration and so kind. And I do have one terribly dirty story. Oh, good, um, love it. It's uh, it's 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 a story from this movie that we did. Uh, it was an HBO movie uh, called. Uh, uh, well, when we made it, it was called Getting There. Uh, they called it. I don't know. What for richer, for poor. For, thank you. Oh, yeah. they, they just said, "Let's call it for richer, for poor." And it was about a, a man who gives up his millions because his wife, played by Talia Shire, and his son, uh, played by me, were just sort of living off dad's money and not really doing anything inspirational with their life. So he gives it all to charity, starts over again. Uh, that was the premise. And it was maybe the fifth or sixth day of shooting. This is a bad story. Um, and uh, the costume designer, for whatever reason, we were all sort of nervous to be doing a movie with, with Jack Lemon, but the costume designer was not terribly friendly to me. Um, I guess I was the easiest one to pick on, yeah. perhaps. And uh, um, I, I didn't get along with her all that well, but I didn't really have to deal with her all that much until we were shooting a scene in the Century City Mall. And the director and Jack and I were rehearsing, and he said, oh, you know it would be good if you run down to the wardrobe truck and put on a sweater because when we get to the next scene, um, uh, which we're shooting in a week or two, you could be taking the sweater off and having this big conversation with your dad. And I said, oh, do I have to go down to the wardrobe <laughs> truck? Can we, can we have Mr. the Lemon, sweater Mr. Lemon, can you go down up? there? And I said, come on, we're losing the light, Johnny. Just go down and grab a sweater. And I remember knocking on the door, and this woman who, at the time, I didn't get along with very well, she's like ironing, and she says, what? What do you want? And I said, um, the director wanted me to grab a, a, a sweater so I could wear it uh, in this scene and then take it off in the scene that follows it in the script. And she said something to the effect of, listen, I just don't have time for this right now. Can't you see I'm ironing? Just go away. <gasps> and so I just backed out of her trailer and I said something that I regret. But <laughs> And I said it with a smile on my <laughs> face. And as I was shutting the door, I said, okay, just one question. Does everyone think you're a cunt or is it just me? <laughs> That's all I said. And I got home that day and there were so many messages on my phone machine. Oh my gosh. Agent, manager, lawyer, oh, no. HBO, the studio. She had threatened to sue for sexual harassment, defamation, Oh slander. my gosh. And they said, listen, there's a list of words that you could say. You could have called her an asshole or a bitch or a twat. But if you say that word in any way, I, didn't, I said, but I didn't say you are a cunt. I just said, And it wasn't about her personal So I said, listen, I'll do whatever I can. I don't want the production to stop. I don't want to be sued. So I sent her flowers and a long note and uh, everything was fine. And I came to the set to the next, uh, the next morning and we we're shooting at a, a big mansion on a tennis court. And I was just terrified. I'm oh. 25, six years old. I'm doing a movie with Jack Lemmon and I almost shut it down for saying something that I shouldn't have said. And I'm, I'm like in a coma and I'm just oh. going through the motions. <gasps> we're rehearsing this big scene and it ends. 
And all of a sudden, we're going back to, you know, going to hair and makeup, and Jack puts his arm around me and says, It's okay, kid. I thought she was a cunt, too. Oh, <laughs> best guy oh, ever. Right. I love oh, him man. so much more now. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, then I ended up working with this costume designer in a movie a few years later, and I saw on the cast and crew list, I went, uh-oh. And the director <laughs> said, she already told us everything's fine, and she turned out to be the nicest person in the world. She Whoa. was just having a bad time in her life. And, okay, we all have time. So now we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> so the moral of the story is kids you can get along with cunts <laughs> just give them a while <laughs> so shit we started with vagina and we're finishing with cunt yeah no yeah thank you for coming <laughs> well, Woo! cunt oh. stop there guys <laughs> um <laughs> awesome well let's do let's do firsts okay shall we all right so we have a different first on every episode like uh, the first movies on the theater things like that okay the first for this one is what was the first club or organization you can remember being a part of and how'd you like it like when you were a kid or anything like that. Would Little League count? That would yeah. totally count. Um, I, I've always been a big baseball fan, but but I guess my folks were quite a bit older when they had me, and, and uh, they, they, they had two girls. They had my sisters, so it never really occurred to them that their son would like to play Little League. And I kept begging them, hey, there's this thing where all the kids in school, and they play baseball. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And I remember being like eight or nine years old and like just getting there myself and taking a bus and Aww. signing up and... Um, 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 yeah, I just kind of did it on my own and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I went rogue and I played and, and, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't uh, get rid of me. I played until, you know, you kind of get kicked out and it's like, you're in high school now. You can't be playing these anymore. (laughs) Go away. You're much larger than the other children. (laughs) (laughs) You're scaring the parents. I guess that's my answer. Sorry for the long response. No, No, that's answer. I, um, uh, we moved a good amount when I was a kid, so I didn't get involved in a lot of stuff that I think people get involved in if they're somewhere for a long time. Um, but the first club I can remember being a part of was my best friend at the time, Erica, when we were about first grade, and we called it the Helping Hands Club, and we made like a really cute poster, and we tried to get money from grown-ups for our charity, which we never explained what it was. But the <laughs> rules of the club, there was one rule, and it was if you see a boy throw a rock at him, and so we bought candy with the money, and on the playground we just chucked rocks and boys, and we ended up getting in a lot of trouble. Wow! And are you still in this club? <laughs> yeah, That's but it's, it's the name has changed, and we don't use rocks anymore. So wow. yeah, more like the Top Gun stuff. What was that show? Top, Top Shoot. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel really bad about the Helping Hands Club, but I also think it's pretty ingenious, like to fake being nice people to actually be the worst people ever, but. It was just that fun time when kids, boys and girls, love to throw rocks at each other. And would you aim for the head? Would you You just aim for whatever you can? It was playground rocks. Those little gravels when playgrounds were really unsafe. Yeah, Yeah. and And, I mean that one kid you hit did come out of the coma after like six weeks. (laughs) Well, you want to know how this club turned on me? Actually, this becomes a sad story. You threw the rock at yourself. Almost. (laughs) I had been doing this rock throwing club for a few months. For some reason, the boys were starting to get a bit angsty about Erica and I on the playground. And I was doing a flip on one of those high bars, and the playground was gravel. And as I was upside down, one of my previous victims chucked rocks at my head, and I fell down, and I had to have double surgery on my head because I cracked my skull. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, that's what this is. My husband just found out about what this scar is. Gave oh. you a helping hand. Wow. So you got club karma. Yeah. So, and, oh, and it ended up starting this boy-girl boy war on the thing that Erica helped me make the posters for. We put them in everybody's locker, like, Wednesday, boy-girl war on the thing. And then she didn't come to school on Wednesday. 
but all the kids knew the boy girl world was happening and I was ended up like leading it was like baby Braveheart and Christy Bumbelow's glasses got broken and Frankie got a black, black eye and I had to go to the principal's office <laughs> I've changed, guys. I'm a different woman. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you turn cold. I'm impressed with all this head trauma. You were still remember, able to remember all your friends' names back then. Oh, Frankie yeah. and <laughs> Those weren't friends. Those were, <laughs> Those are the enemies. They were on the wrong side oh, of the line. Right. There's other things that got tossed out. She doesn't know where she is right now. It <laughs> tastes funny. Uh, for me, it would, it would probably be Cub Scouts. I think that was probably before I started playing Little League and softball yeah. and all those things. And... Um, and I really liked it, and then, like, I'd just gotten into it, and then we moved to California from Michigan, and there wasn't, like, a Cub Scout thing to join up with here, so it was like, hey, kid, you know that thing you like? Yeah, you're not doing that anymore. Aww. So I didn't do Cub Scouts after that, and then I definitely did a lot of sports and things like that, too. Though in <laughs> in junior high, they had these clubs that were, like, act- lunchtime activities, where they called them clubs, and the one that I would do, like, twice a week was Trivial Pursuit Club. Oh, no. Thug life. <laughs> 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 we're literally, like, we would just... Go to this classroom and play Trivial Pursuit while we ate. That's still a fine game. Yeah. yeah. It's still a fine game. And a great way game. to spend a lunch hour. <laughs> and when you're like 12, it's like, you know. That is so sad. A 12 year old playing Trivial play Pursuit. Pursuit. It was fun, but at the same time, it's like you, you can't realize like what you don't really. Like, I didn't know half of that stuff because it was stuff that like I wasn't around for at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. Honestly. How many people were in the club? Just out of curiosity. Like ten of us. And were the other nine like crazy hot chicks? Oh, they yeah. Were, yeah. They, they were. were so Come horny. <laughs> Give me another pie oh, wedge. <laughs> you could be sports. I was the equivalent of the NFL quarterback of that club. Nice. <laughs> as far as coolness factor went. And I'm not the coolest kid in the world. Um, a lot of pasty. Did you have the beard back then? I did. Yeah. I did. And I would get ideated at movie stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, okay, my question's time. Uh, I'm uh, going to give you five questions that are uh, kind of trivia about some of your own projects you've oh, worked on. And I can give you clues if Thank you, you don't very know. much. You're welcome. Yes. You it's like go. the Alan Rickman clue. That was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, question one. You played New York writer Jonathan Elliott in the sitcom The Single Guy. What was the name of the coffee shop the characters often hung out at? A dough is in a circle and then you boil it. The bagel. I was about to say the peach pit, but that was a that was different too, yeah. The bagel. I would not have remembered that. The bagel right. cafe. Yep. Wow. Um, Good clue. And uh, on that sh- <laughs> that show also, uh, that character, Jonathan Elliott, kind of popped around different shows. Carolyn in the City. and I th- That's how he was born. He was born Caroline, from that, right? right? No. No. Was that, that, that was just – all that was was a um, – uh, they called it crossover, crossover? night. Yeah. And David Schwimmer came to Friends and me and Matt Perry went to – Leah Thompson show and Seinfeld didn't play. Uh, Larry David said, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm not doing that." But Whoa. all the other, yeah, well, he could do that. Yeah, but all the other three shows were just dancing. Phoebe all over the was place. popping around on Phoebe Mad About You. That. Yeah, yeah. You had a great episode of Friends that oh, I love. That was fun. I yeah. delivered Schwimmer's. Uh, hey, vaginas again. Babe, see, yeah. that was right in there. <laughs> That's right in there. Up my question. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right, question two. You played Eugene Jer- Morris Jerome in the film version of Neil Simon's Brighton Beach Memoirs. What recognizable sitcom star appeared as a pool player who conned Stanley in the film? Jason Alexander. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. That was his one line. And, and then, he's uh, done a few other things. And then he, he's done a few other things, yeah. but then Neil liked him so much, he gave him the role of the brother in the play. Of, you uh, never know. Probably he was Hollywood. There are no small weekend roles. at Bernie's. 
So many people want Drew. Um, all right, question three. You played Drew in the dance TV flick. Girls just want to have fun. What was the name of the game Drew plays in the movie that gets him slapped? Oh, this is so funny. Um, um, when I met my wife uh, a few weeks later, she started naming this particular game, and she didn't realize that I had talked about it in the movie she didn't realize that was me she she was talking about it because of this movie and it was weeks and weeks later she went that was you oh my god at tune in tokyo yes yep. yes good old tune that in was tokyo. my first almost kind of sex scene i had to touch a girl's boobs who i didn't know and that was, that was embarrassing cool, right? yeah that was that was hot <laughs> yeah man and something uh you needed 85 takes i heard <laughs> i couldn't get it right yeah. i didn't know which Tough. hand went yeah. to really and, and how hard you squeeze yeah. or do you yeah. press and you're yeah. a perfectionist <laughs> you're like let's go again and they're like no we got it you're like no 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 and the girl's just like um <laughs> <laughs> no i'm going to need to take that again sorry all right question 4 you played jim bowers in the fun family comedy little big league the team's playoff hopes are dashed when what baseball superstar playing himself makes a spectacular catch? Ken Griffey Jr. That's right. right. I got to pitch to him. That was that was a highlight of my life. That's that so awesome. awesome. Getting to throw baseballs to Ken. That was amazing. Are you a good baseball player? I feel like you are. Um, you know, I, I don't want to brag. You but, can. But, but the reason I was hired for that movie was not for my acting skills. Um, uh, they, are they you hired, joking or no, they, they said, listen, we, we're going to have a few baseball players who are going to act, but we want to get some actors who can play baseball. And I had played in this yearly like charity baseball game with Billy Crystal, who had done <gasps> like, of most him. of his movies for Castle Rock. And, and the guy who was directing it, uh, Andy Scheinman, was one of the partners of Castle Rock. And he asked Billy if he knew any actors. And he's, well, I don't know if Silverman could act, but he could play baseball. <gasps> so that's how I got to oh be in that movie. Oh, my gosh. That so fun. That's so awesome. Training camp and we... Just pretend. Smell we of the gloves. Minnesota twin ball player. Oh, it was great. There's certain like things like that that I imagine you're like, I don't care what the part is. Yeah, I don't have to even talk. Oh, yeah, just loved let it. me go and hang loved out. It. It's such a such a great gig. That's awesome. All right, and finally, question five. You played single obstetrician Dr. Franz Blau in a memorable <laughs> episode of Friends. What was the episode called? The one with the something. Yep. yep. Uh huh. And then what comes? What happens? A birth. Yep. The one with yep. the birth. Yes. 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 Great job. Dang. Yeah, and now it's my now I Now I win some coffee. Not yet, right. buddy. Okay. Right. Hands off the merch. <laughs> <laughs> this is my section of questions, and they're a little more thanky, if you will. Okay, and I have to answer them, or does Cole have to answer uh, them? You have to answer okay. them in French or Latin. Okay. Your choice. Um, have you ever met an Olsen twin? Yes. <gasps> wow. I have. The first time I met them, I danced the horror with them. Shut up. And that is not a dirty dance. That's like a Jew dance at a bat mitzvah. Is there a chair up? Uh, there's a chair, there's a chair, the, 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 the little bat mitzvah girls in the chair and everyone yeah, okay, holds yeah. hands and, and uh, Jen and I were holding hands. So she had one and I had the other no. and it's like, this is really cool. You were sandwiched cool. between the Olsons? We, we had an Olsen horror sandwich. Oh. <laughs> Who whoa, hasn't whoa, said whoa, that? Whoa. Okay. If I had a nickel. When was, was this recent? No, this was probably. Uh, Are they good at the horror? They're okay. They're okay. Yeah. Not the yeah. best. Not I best. have a terrific Olsen girl story. But I don't think this is appropriate. Are we running out of time? No, we're never running out. Of, okay. I'm so excited. She right kind of asks this question on most of our episodes. She's <laughs> kind of obsessed. And so. I know that you worked with Lori Laughlin, and I was wondering if ah, maybe they come to set or something. And I'm no, always looking for the close connection. One of my best friends played their dad, and I say they because they shared the role of the the girl on the show. Uh, Bob Saget is one of my <gasps> best, he best, is? best friends. I, oh. I, Love oh him madly. And so I have met these young ladies at various stages of their lives. Of their billionaires. And, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they're, they're doing great. They don't, you know, they don't need to know who I am. But I have met them 
dozens and dozens of times. Oh and God, every time oh I see them, they look at me with a blank stare, and I feel, oh, I better introduce myself and just say who my name is, and I'm a friend of Bob's, and they don't, they don't seem to give a shit. So um, this was about a year, year and a half ago, oh. and... Uh, Bob does this amazing charity every year in honor of his sister who passed away of a horrible disease called scleroderma. And we all went to the charity event and went to some little restaurant uh, nearby afterwards. And uh, a young actor who I just directed in my directorial debut, who's a friend of mine, he played my son in a movie at that time, uh, was doing a play on Broadway with John Stamos. See how it's all going to yes. tie together. Oh, my God. So John invited young Nolan, uh, who's maybe in his early 20s at the time, to come to this little after-party gathering. And Nolan brought a young girl that he was seeing. And he kind of just waltzed in with the girl and said hello and then kind of waltzed out. And the girl was wearing, uh, at the time, like a, a like a leopard skin little uh, uh, sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Nolan scooped it up off the couch as he left and then said his goodbyes and took off. And about five minutes later, he called and went, uh-oh, Johnny, um, I thought that uh, little uh, sweater was my uh, girlfriend's, and I just realized she has it in her other hand. I just stole someone's leopard skin oh my gosh. sweater. Could you mind asking Bob or his daughter or someone who's nearby you who came in with the leopard skin sweater? And I went, okay. And so I asked Bob's daughter, and she said, oh, that was um, Michelle. Mary Kate. Mary Kate's. Mary Kate's. <laughs> Sweater, it's probably worth $25,000. Um, I went, okay, Nolan, um, um, I know you're Code on a red. date right now. Code red. Get your ass back here. If you're too embarrassed, I'll meet you on the street. But you just stole an Olsen girl's <laughs> gazillion dollar sweater. She doesn't really like me or know who I am anyway. And you're starring in a show with her TV uncle, and he's going to treat you like shit if he finds out you stole his sweater. So he was too embarrassed to come back in, but I met him outside in the taxi, and I kind of took this outfit, and I kind of put it in my jacket because I didn't want to be seen, and I went down to the couch uh, where Mary-Kate was sitting, and uh, uh, she saw me kind of fiddling with it as I was putting it back onto the sofa, and she just gave me a look like, did you just like jerk off in my leopard print sweater? And so I said, you know, funny story, um, I'm... Bob's friend, Johnny, we've known each other for as long as you've been alive. Um, we meet every year or so, and you don't know who I am. Um, but my friend, Nolan, who's starring in the play down the street oh with my John Stamos, uh, he thought, and I do this whole explanation, and she looked at me like, you fucking pervert. She just took her thing back. She, like, smelled it. She checked it out. And I just crawled back to the corner where Jen and I were hanging out. Oh, that's, my gosh. That my- is the best and then I called life. her a cunt. No. <laughs> Not this Sorry. time, buddy. Twat. Twat's okay, Twat, you said. Twat's okay. Okay, um, so has met Nolan Twin. <laughs> you're good to off. go. Great. Okay. <laughs> awesome story. Um, now, though, you've angered a Hollywood wizard. And they exist. You've seen them. They wear long, sparkly robes. He has given you one of two punishments you must choose from. You must either walk into every room, no matter if it's somebody you see all the time or whatever, and say, like, loud, here comes Mr. Hollywood, and shake your fingers. So you could be going in for an audition, anything. Or you walk into every room, and every person you meet, you snap, and guess what kind of car they drive, and go, am I right? Am I right? Like, 97 Ford Focus, am I right? Am I right? I would choose the latter. I'm a very good snapper. And, okay. and a good car guesser. I, I would definitely choose You're the latter. Not as good a snapper <laughs> as I am. One oh, day, one day, I'm going to audition for the Adams Family gig. 
Okay. And That's now, a good question. Thank you. I heard that Neil Simon wrote a new screenplay about your life called My Salad Days in L.A. And I just wondered who was going to be playing the young you. And what's your favorite part of that script? Because it's a fascinating project. It's really good. It's a little yep. long right now. He, okay. needs to, he needs to cut oh, it a bit. Neil, and, and uh, you know, take about 20 minutes off. Who would play me yeah. as, a, as a kid? Um, uh, that's a fine question. Mary Kate? Um, he would have to be what, like nineteen, twenty years old. You get to decide. I, I mean, can I have play that. <laughs> no. I can do it. You're not invited. Just give oh, me keep it. snapping. Just, just let me read for it. <laughs> Jeez, I, 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 I don't have a, a good answer to that. Um, I, I know the Brad Pitt. actor Brad Pitt would be good. <laughs> um, um, F. Murray Abraham would be another oh, fine choice. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't envy anybody who would have to try and, and play me. But, There's a uh, lot of layers to your personality, oh, so it's going to be tough. It's, it's, it's troubling. And what's your favorite part of the movie, though, as um, it is now? The, my favorite part of the movie is uh, where I just go around and, and saying words like vagina. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's most yeah. of the movie. That's, that's what the part I understand. That Neil has to cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 20 minutes of that, too much. Your but... questions are complicated. Yeah, they are. It was trivia a minute ago, um, and now it's, it's deep psychological. Oh, in fairness, Neil's. Vagina wordplay is some of the best. Oh, it's so clever. It's, it's so tight. You think scripted. you get it? It's so tight. Hey. scripted. Tight um, vagina monologues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, these are difficult. I'm going to admit it. But guess what? You and your wife, who I also love, and you guys are so funny on Headcase. Oh, my God. You've seen those? Yeah. Oh, we love doing those. So good. Oh. I'm a big fan of hers, too. But that's not about this question. That's okay. just an aside because I get really excited. So you guys are starring in a new soap opera <laughs> that is said to be breaking boundaries and startling a lot of people. And I was just wondering, um, like, what's the scariest part of it? And who's the villain that we've heard all these teasers about? Ah, uh, yes. Um, um, the, 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 the villain, of course, uh, will, 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 will be played by... Um, You've got this. You've got this. Um, uh, Betty White. Oh, yeah. Uh, who is, is, she also went to your high school. Yeah, same grade. Same grade. <laughs> I, used to, I used to cheat off her math you know, uh, uh, quizzes. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't have an answer. I was just going to say. I'm so, I'm so proud of my wife. She, she, she started her career on a soap opera. Yeah, I she know. won three Emmy Awards for it. And, and we try and watch these things together if we're ever flicking the channels or if we're in Europe and there's nothing else on because her show that she did is like the number one show in the world it's called Bold and the Beautiful yeah and it still plays she's like the David Hasselhoff kind of yeah only yeah and she is still oh. like worshipped on the streets of Italy they that's scream so awesome um, but I, I I remember we were watching something a friend of hers or on the old show and she's oh this is my friend so and so and I said I don't know how you did it I don't know how these people did. that's got to be the hardest job around oh to, absolutely to, to memorize you know 20 some odd pages no yeah. rehearsal and to say the things that, that they say and to, to say. do the things that they do and you're my brother and you're my father and let's make love you're my sister she's my daughter <laughs> she's my sister and my daughter and so i i wish i wish i, I looked good enough that i could be on a soap opera you were on a soap opera i was, I was? weren't you my life Didn't story you do no something I, a few episodes of a soap opera it's James Franco. A lot of people get. Oh yeah, confused. you wait. Who are you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Um, the air tastes good. Because <laughs> I guess it would be a nice fallback gig if nothing else works. So like, well, I try and get a job on a soap opera, but no one would ever hire me to be. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't memorize. You could. You could. Stop talking down do to yourself. Let's see. I, I, I can't even answer your fucking question properly. Right. How could I be okay. on a soap opera? This is the last question, and it really is the hardest okay. one. I'm feeling really I bad failed about the miserably, difficulty level. 
But you can just say, you know what, forfeit. You okay. can forfeit. No, you don't I get the coffee, um, but it was nice. <laughs> I would go nice run to the bathroom and pee, but apparently the water shut off. Yeah, yeah we're having a great day here in the, the studio, the high-tech studio. Yes. Um, we're, we're Jason, Kanye's next door. Yeah. We're yeah. Jason to the Sony lot. Yeah, so. yeah. We're at uh, Cut Corners Productions. <laughs> they don't believe in water. Okay, Flow. are you ready for this? I'm ready. Bring it, bring you it. You have the power to steal three things from people you've worked with in your film career. They can be physical traits actual objects or skill sets. So you can say, I want this guy's hair. I want that guy's ability to laugh, to do a spit take. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I would like the ability to tell a joke like John Lithgow. Oh, good job. Uh, I would like the Airstream trailer that David Arquette had. <laughs> we worked together on a, on a series. <gasps> and uh, I, would, uh, I would like the, the class and the dignity and the talent of Jennifer Finnegan. On anything that I've ever oh. worked with her. How's that for an answer? Oh my gosh, you've got to play that when you get home. Be oh, like, baby, baby, Over baby, a, listen to this. <laughs> I mean, when you guys met, she was the customer on Forger for Four. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Know. And now. <laughs> I was like, wait, what the hell? You know that story about Jack Lemon? <laughs> oh, I get, it. I get it. I get it. Well, thank you so much guys, for Guys, thank you for and having me. You have me. a lot of good projects. Cool things coming that up. That are bubbling. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just directed a movie. It's a Lampoon movie. Uh, it's the sequel to a movie that Chris Maloney directed and starred in called Dirty Movie. So this is called Another Dirty Movie. Uh, Robert Klein, Nolan Gerard Funk, uh, Maeve Quinlan, Dan Florick, myself are in it. Uh, this movie called Incubus with the legendary horror. Which master. is scary. Robert England, yeah, yeah. I'm oh seeing it for gosh. the first time this coming weekend at some horror fest in Massachusetts. And then a movie with my wife and Connie Britton uh, called uh, Conception, coming out in February. And that looks so good. I was looking at all the stuff I oh, yeah? found online, and oh. I'm really excited. It's, it's, it's and a, I love it's a great that you work with your wife so much. That makes me feel so People happy. People keep hiring us together. Thank God we've got on-screen chemistry. Can you imagine if we didn't? Uh-uh. And people go, wow. What's going on at home? It's funny, though. Like, I, they, I always read stories about like couples in real life that then go on screen together and they're like, like these Ooh. guys don't like each other at all. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. Right. I think they just hire us because they know we'll share a trailer and they <laughs> oh, yeah. only have to give us one hotel room. And you own, you guys eat the same amount. Like, you eat for one person, right? Uh, well, I eat for Splitsies. two. Jen doesn't get to eat oh, anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. It's Hollywood. Well, you know, you do the that's baby bird thing. That's what women do, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be he eats it first hungry. and then regurgitates it. That would be fun. Baby boo. Yeah. Uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a great episode. I Thanks really for putting up with me and my smut mouth, guys. Thank you. Oh, you have not a smutty mouth. You just like the word vagina. That's all. And cunt. You like words for vagina. I do. I, I said no penis jokes. I nope. said no, oh, no dick was. cock references oh, at all. Great. He's been JJ <laughs> positive. Let's, let's put it out there that way. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks so much for thanks, coming guys. out, Thanks, guys. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. Yeah. Are you on the tweeter there, Jonathan? I'm not. My wife is. Follow, um, follow Plugger. Her. What's, what's um, your Twitter um, handle? Beats the fuck out of me. Uh, uh, Jen Finn something underscore I, I, exclamation point Jen we'll Finn I think it's Jen Finn, Jen Finn. Yeah. Okay. and if it's not just okay. look up like type in search Jennifer Finnegan and there it should go. pop her up as a oh, yeah. profile in there yes well this yeah. was exciting and I can't wait to see all the stuff you're working on thanks guys thank you're you. welcome thank, thank you for coming thank you guys for listening bye. bye subscribe to the pop my culture podcast on iTunes check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on twitter at pmc podcast thanks for listening bye.